Good morning, everybody. What a perfect day. What perfect weather to celebrate spring. Just feels so sunny. It feels like summer is hot on the footsteps and the footprints of spring. You can just feel it in the air and it's just absolutely glorious. So today, um, obviously it's the season of spring, uh, but there's far more that we're celebrating. And um, I'm sure you'll remember that brilliant preach, the wonderful teaching we heard by Elise Marie, where she spoke about the seasons, the different seasons of life. So today, I want to choose, kind of building on that, but choosing a particular perspective on that. And that I've entitled, which um, actually describes the perspective I'm choosing, it's the goodness and love of God in every season. And uh, I, I actually believe with all my heart that that is central to everything in life. Everything in our lives revolves around, around that particular aspect and the ability to see that and recognize that. I think it's a golden thread. Um, and I think God has meant us to live like that, connected to that golden thread in every single season. So we start with some reflections on Ecclesiastes. Uh, of course, it was written by Solomon at a, a time in his life where I think it got a little bit cynical. But still, there's a whole lot of truth in, in this chapter. And it's Ecclesiastes chapter 3. There is a time, I'm just taking extracts, just, I'm just taking some extract verses. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to sprout. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. And it goes on listing many different times and seasons. And then, and this is key in terms of what I'm focusing on today, God has made Everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. And it's through the lens of that eternity that he has set in our hearts that we get a perspective that casts a different light on every single season. Then right down to verse 14. I know that everything God does Will endure forever. Everything God does will endure forever. And He is working in every single season. Every single season, He is working. Those who have received Jesus into their lives, we can trust that He is true to His promise and that He's working all things together for our good, as it tells us in the Word. And um, it's a beautiful truth. So, briefly, what time are you in? Is it a time of uprooting, moving, transitioning, maybe? Is it a time of building and embracing? Or time of loss and mourning, perhaps? Pain, weeping, sickness, what do you find yourself experiencing right now? Maybe a combo of many of those things. 
And I just want to start by praying because I want us to open our hearts right from the start to allow the Holy Spirit to minister today to us wherever we find ourselves. And Lord God, I know, Jesus, thank you that you know exactly where each one of us is today. The challenges we have faced and are facing, the ups and downs of businesses, the economic situation perhaps that's impacting us, perhaps the pain and hardship of illness or even death and loss in our lives, perhaps family challenges, mental health issues, emotional traumas. Lord, you know each one of us. And Holy Spirit, I ask you to minister to each heart today. You understand, Jesus. You know and you love us and you are at work in every single one of our lives. And we want to open our hearts to you, not block our hearts in defensiveness to protect our little patch, thinking that we can gain control in that way. We open our hearts to you, knowing that we can embrace the transforming work of your love and presence, whether we're always aware of it or not. Thank you that you minister comfort, love, strength, even joy in our pain, because you give us the downloads of heaven right in the center of our being. So we ask you to do just that for each one in a personalized way, Holy Spirit. Minister to each one in the way we need today. We thank you in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. So my thesis, my, what I'm proposing to you today, what I'd like you to reflect on and to embrace, if you will, is that within our hearts, the spring of his love is always blooming and bearing fruit in every single season and circumstance. Spring, the spring of his love, play on words intended, the spring, that fountain, that spring of life, the flowing fountain, and the spring that is blooming and going to bear fruit or is already bearing it and that is fruitful and wanting to spread its fruitfulness from us into every area and sphere of influence in our lives. That is what I would like our central reflection and focus to be today because I believe it's such a profound reality. So in that deep inner place where Jesus lives in our spirits and souls, if we've invited him to do so, in that secret garden, the Spirit brings the life of God and the eternal springtime of his love. He never sort of goes off for a season, takes a sabbatical, leaves us for a while. He's not like that. He's with us in every single season. And he is bringing the eternal reality of the spring and summer of heaven into our hearts. How amazing is that? In the Song of Songs, chapter 7, verse 2 and 3, it says, Passion Translation, Out of your innermost being is flowing the fullness of my spirit. 
never failing to satisfy, and within you, birthing harvest. How is that? From within you is flowing the fullness of my spirit. Birthing harvest. I love that translation. It's so full and rich. And um, let us think then, what, what is this fruit that the spirit is bearing? Like, what is that fruit? And of course, Galatians 5 must be the ultimate description of all the fruits of the divine love of God expressed in different forms in our lives, right? So let's have a look. What does Galatians 5 tell us? The fruits are, there are nine fruits, joy, patience, kindness, love, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, peace. And remember this peace of the Spirit, we explored that a while ago, a few weeks ago. It's not just a kind of ceasing conflict, sort of peace, oh, it's okay, it's peaceful and quiet now. It is the whole well-being, harmony, well-being, inner health, wholeness, prosperity in every way in our lives. So that peace is huge, the shalom peace of God that the Spirit brings. So each one of these fruits has a whole realm and a sphere of its own to fulfill um, and a way to bring fruitfulness within us and through us. And I love the way the Spirit is described as flowing out of us because it's never meant to just stop here, you know, in me, a little self-indulgent well spa with me and God and Jesus. It's meant to flow out, out, out. And another thing I want to propose to you today is that the Song of Songs, which I will quote from in various places, is not for bleeding hearts, soppy kind of Christians who just want to have a self-indulgent kind of spiritual spa for themselves. And I think, I really think some people, you know, kind of consider it like that, especially maybe men, but not my husband, because we've spent too many years together. <laughs> too many years together to have that stance. But I want to propose to you that it's actually a heartbeat. So let's move on. Those are the beautiful fruits of the Spirit. And later on in chapter um, five of Galatians, it says, so walk by the Spirit, be led by the Spirit. These are the things the Spirit leads us into in our lives and, and, the, and our strategies and our perspectives and our way of seeing comes out of these things, which are at the heart of our relationship with Jesus and the reality of our inner being. The fruitful vine within, just picture that for a moment. The fruitful vine with Who's Jesus? The fruitful vine within you. Jesus, the vine, always living inside us, in season, out of season, whatever seasons are happening here, living inside us. And we are the branches, according to John 15, that are bearing the fruit in every aspect of our lives, body, mind, spirit, soul, every area of our lives, every sphere of influence, in every season, even the hard times, even the muck and the mess and the mire of life sometimes, we're still bearing fruit. Uh, living with his presence within us means living in two realms simultaneously. Not only for like super spiritual, really, people who've gone up the ladder of spirituality. Every single person who receives Jesus Christ is born into the inheritance of living as sons and daughters of God, and that means living in two realms. 
We live in this natural realm with all its circumstances, its seasons, its ups, its downs, its good times. Let's face it, they're good times. They're also bad times, hideous times, um, traumas, good experiences or bad experiences. They're all the bumps in the road. And we walk that path. We're human. We're here in this natural realm. But simultaneously, we live in the realm of heaven, that heavenly realm uh, which transcends the natural world and all the circumstantial stuff of the different seasons that we're going through. And actually, it's a download. It's a heavenly download right within us all the time, constantly. And I, I really fully believe that the Lord today wants to remind us of the perspective that is important to hold every day in the unseen eternal realm, which is a greater truth and reality, and to pull down from that source continually. Verse 14, remember that I read just a minute ago, I know that everything God does will endure forever. Heaven within us, Jesus the fruitful vine bearing fruit in every season, not affected, that is not affected by the circumstantial ups and downs of life. The eternal spring of the spring season within us. The Lord makes everything beautiful in his time. It says that. He makes the ugly things beautiful. He makes the broken things whole. Isaiah 61 describes so beautifully the divine exchange. Beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for the spirit of mourning. That is a reality. And um, whether it's depression, whether it's circumstantial, he does work all things for good to those who are called according to his purpose. Romans 8. You can look it up yourselves. Dig into it. Stand on words like that. They're key. Times and seasons change. But God, what he does, his love, his goodness, endures he is working behind the scenes in a way that cannot always be measured. And he's working for good in his love. And I just want to give you two illustrations. Everyone who knows me and who's been in contact with me over the last wintry months when everything was dark and so cold. And, um, and well, they will know this picture because I've shared it with many. So excuse the repetition if you've heard it lots of times before. But there was one very wintry day. I was looking at the garden. Everything was dead, dead bushes, dead sticks, everything. And I saw this. I thought, oh, one of our, my dear little grandchildren has dropped a, a red sweet paper here. Let's see. And I bent down at the bottom. Where there was nothing in the garden. It was a perfect red rose. And I'm like, Jesus, I hear you. Pick that rose. And God said to me, I am working in dead and hidden places. And I'm bringing forth beauty in what is broken, dead, and ugly. And you've got to trust me in that. This is a symbol of my love. Even in those things that look, chuck, this is all dead. It's finished, it's over, it's broken, we're stuck. And uh, it became a powerful symbol for all of us. And then just recently, I think two weeks ago, three weeks ago, um, there was a girl who just joined a meditation. She'd resisted Jesus for 40 years in her life. And then she was in such a bad depression. 
It's a beautiful testimony. She couldn't even get out of bed. She, she couldn't actually even brush her teeth. And um, just desperate, so she came on to listen to kind of the gospel and uh, some reflections and stuff. And one night was like, would you like to give your heart to Jesus? She's like, uh, yes, I actually would, but I don't know how to do that. Easy, <laughs> easy, open door. And she invited Jesus into her life. She, her mother said she is a completely different person. I don't even recognize her. Out of the deepest, darkest, it doesn't have to take you 40 years or 30 years to get out of your dark depression. Jesus lifted her out and her central symbol is a butterfly. She said, I'm just flying higher and higher because his transforming work in the dark, dead, most dreadful muck and mire is phenomenal. He's, he's actually miraculous. You know, he's actually God. And I mean, we'd all nod, but... Seriously, do we always, like, really believe that? So I think we all would agree with theology that while we walk this life, yes, 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 we're seated with Jesus in heavenly place. Absolutely, uh-huh, we receive that, Ephesians 2, 6. But often, for all of us, it's not the reality in our day-to-day -day walk, right? We don't talk like that, and we don't think like that always. And so... I think God wants to encourage us today. Guys, realize, have a new revelation of what is within you. Draw from the source, fruit-bearing spring of life. I've given you that. It's right inside. My springtime never leaves you, day and night. There's joy even in your pain. Psalm 23, there's feasting. Even as the enemy surrounds you with all his tactics, and he's so clever sometimes, Feasting on patience, on peace, yes, even on love and joy through the tears. That's what he does. The deep work of what he does and how his fruit is born in our lives, even in the dark valleys. Rich, rich, precious fruit. I must say personally, I have found that the experience of pain has brought patience, the fruit of patience into my life. And deeper trust. It's beautiful. Just allow him to do his work in you. I believe he's also reminding us and challenging us and saying, come, my children, come. Trust. Focus every day. Go deeper in your trust. Focus on me. Don't lose that heavenly perspective of me inside you. Cultivate the garden of your heart. Cultivate intimacy because I want to walk with you there. I want to commune with you all the time. I'm your great powerhouse. It's not some like self indulgent, spa, you know, airy fairy, soppy. It is a powerhouse. I think it was people like George Miller, I think I'm right in saying this, he used to get up an hour earlier just because he knew all the hundreds of orphanages he was running and the work he was doing, it, it actually came from that powerhouse of intimacy. That's where it came from. That's where it happens. So it's an inside-out gospel. Change from the inside that is expressed on the outside. Fruits that become an expression of the Holy Spirit in our lives, in our actions, in our families, in our community, in our businesses, in the world around us released into the world around us to bring transformation, gushes out, it happens, brings a change in the atmosphere, brings a change in things we've been praying for, the desires of our heart, we begin to see transformation and realization. You're like, whoa, more than I even asked for or imagined. Remember the words of Jesus. He said, he that believes on me, 
Is it you? Do you believe on him? I'm sure many of us today would say yes. Well, this is for you. He that believes on me, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Not trickles, rivers of living water. Think of it irrigating the fields and the landscape of your life. You're trusting God for your business, for your income, for your family relationships, for other circumstances that are just stuck. Out of your belly will flow rivers of his living water. John, 3 John, chapter 1, verse 2, says this, and it's huge. Beloved, I pray that in every way you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Even as your soul prospers. So it's not a separate thing. It's not like, okay, I have my little spa time with Jesus. And then like, then I also, God also just like bless my business, may it prosper. It's connected. As your soul prospers, may all your areas, your life, your community, your business, your spheres of influence, all of that, may it prosper as well. The outflow. Don't you think that is profound? It is so beautiful and so profound. We sometimes divide our life into categories. It's connected, so connected, and it's beautiful. Flourishing in the winter, barren, dry, drought seasons, irrigating your lives from within is the spirit of God, the fruitful vine, the spirit of life. The powerhouse, I've called it the powerhouse of the inner garden. He's with us, God Emmanuel, in every season, in every hidden dead place. Just show me. Anyone trusting for a particular thing, it might be a business aspect, it might be a family thing, it might be other things that you're starting or thinking or praying for, salvations of people you know. Anybody trusting God for bringing life in dead, barren places? Anybody? Anybody? Okay, so it's for you. This is for you. God with us, working in every barren, dead place, bringing life and beauty in every season and situation. Remember Jesus said in what's called the Lord's Prayer, it was Jesus' prayer, um, as he taught his disciples how to pray, and he said, on earth may it be as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. And I want us to say today, you know, don't just generalize it, oh, on the world peace or whatever. Nice as that is. Let us say personally, in me, as it is in heaven. In me, Lord, as it is in heaven. Let us tend, let us cultivate, let us prioritize the garden of our heart where we receive the love of Jesus and commune with him. And here comes something from the Song of Songs. Jesus, our bridegroom, and that's quite biblical. He's a bridegroom and we, men and women, are his bride. So guys, don't block this. Just saying. Receive it. Here's the voice of Jesus, our bridegroom, our lover. And he says to us all, you are a garden fountain, a well of flowing water. And the response of the bride or the believers is this. Awake, north wind, blow on my garden. Come, south wind. Blow Holy Spirit on my garden, I'm saying. 
so that its fragrance may spread everywhere. Think of all your spheres of influence. May it spread everywhere. Life, 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 the life of God. And then it's a call to Jesus. Let my beloved Jesus come into his garden and taste its choice fruits. Our garden bears fruits within us. So Jesus, we come to you as we come to the end of this reflection. We say, come Holy Spirit. Jesus, we open our hearts once again to you. Things we've blocked, things we've just become anesthetized to, apathetic about, maybe even defensive about. We open the door of our hearts once again. Come into our secret inner garden. Bring your life, bring your spring of living water, bring your spring of the eternal blossoming and blooming and bearing of fruit into our hearts, into our lives, into every sphere of influence. Life to our families, life to our communities, our social groups, our interactions, our businesses, every sphere of influence we might be involved in. Life healing for our bodies, healing for those we're bearing and carrying in our hearts. In the name of Jesus, and start right within us, in the secret place of our hearts, Lord. We invite you, we surrender, we give ourselves again to you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm going to read two scriptures. I wonder if you could come up and just play softly while I read those, and then we go straight into a time of worship. So, two last scriptures. The first is from Song of Songs 7, verse 12 and 13. Words of Jesus, again, the bridegroom. Invitation. Let us arise and run to the vineyards and see if the budding vines of love are now in full bloom. We will discover if their passion is awakened. There I will display my love for you. The love apples are in bloom, sending both that fragrance of spring and the rarest of fruits which are found at our doors. The new fruits as well as the old I have stored them for you, my lover, friend. I believe God is saying, let your, pa- your passion for Jesus be awakened. You know, it's wonderful p- to see people live with passion. Passion for what they're doing. Passion for their work. Passion for their families. Whatever it is, passion is always attractive and beautiful. But today, Jesus is saying, awaken your passion for me. You're not just doing a duty, la, la, la. Your passion, where's your passion for me? Respond to my love and explore with me what I've stored up for you. New fruits, new fruitfulness I want to bring in your life. I've stored that up for you. Let's unpack it together. Let's explore new fruitfulness in you, in your families, in your work, in your neighborhood. I want you to encounter me in new ways that you haven't even experienced before and I want to spread the effects of my love and my presence and my life everywhere throughout your life
just as we start worship, the verse from Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15, let's start right there with the fruit of our lips because it says, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of our lips. The fruit of our lips is also a beautiful fruit. And there's no way this means just lip service, blah, 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 blah. It means from our hearts we pour out that passion of our worship and love for Him. So let's use this time, not as I say, just to sing some songs, but to worship Him with all the passion of our hearts. <laughs> 